Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Off the Top podcast. Today, I'm joined by Samuel Adelon Wato. He's back. What's in- up? He wasn't here last week. He was misbehaving in Nigeria. I don't know what he was doing there, but like, <laughs> yeah. like now, well, he's back. But like, Dams is busy doing some responsible stuff, so he's not here to be here. He's not here to talk. We're here to review what happened. You know, football is back. Ah, God, it's back, man, guys. It's been so long, guys. So long. Ah, just Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Just watch. You know what I mean. So we're here to talk about what happened. You know, from United doing their thing, City doing their thing, Liverpool doing their thing, whatever Arsenal did. Like we're just here to, you know. (laughs) Before we start, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe. Or wherever you're listening to the podcast, remember to follow me on Twitter at Chuk. So follow the podcast on Twitter at Off the Top Pod with an underscore at the end. I don't know what happened to Samuel's Twitter. Honestly, the, like the, the streets, the streets made them suspend me, man. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know, like who's putting his accounts for whatever he's tweeting, but he's suspended right now, and I don't know when he's going to get his stuff back. But if you find it, it's Rinka something something something. Just Rinka you know. Fukumakai. I know Allah. I so we're going to review what happened, starting from the marquee fixture of the weekend, the big one on Sunday, United versus Chelsea. Ah, oh, God! Um, <laughs> I I wasn't expecting that. Let me not even lie to you. Like I wasn't expecting it. That first zero was too much. <laughs> Like looking at it, there's two two ways I can look at this thing. Is one as a fan of like United, and the other way is just looking at it from a footballing stand of view. As a fan of United, if you look at it, yeah, it's just like, oh God, please this every week, like <laughs> because week. It was, like it was just like like they normally if you come if you if you a big game to start the season, you don't know how your team is going to play because like obviously you've only been watching preseason you don't know how it's going to translate and then for you to now be 4-0 at the beginning of the season against a big team like Chelsea you like you, you want to think ah we're here top four is a lock maybe even if things go well we'll challenge but like as like looking at it as like just like a footballing person you look at it and at the beginning of the game United were not playing well obviously Chelsea had yeah. like for the first twenty something minutes. Chelsea had all the possession. Had like they had all the shots. And if Zuma doesn't foul Rashford for the penalty, you never know. You never know what the way. Yeah, like what would have happened after that? But thankfully, yeah, it is what it is. That's what happened. <laughs> thankfully, went United way, man. I mean, but trusty from the lineup set from Chelsea, like oh, was Frank Lampard smoking. Yeah, like so, let's talk about the lineup. Let me pull it up real quick. So. Chelsea had Kepa in goal, Zuma and Christensen center backs, Emerson left back, as we look at a right back. So, like the back line, I don't think there's any problem with that because Rudiger was injured. Yeah. Let's go to the midfield. Yeah, okay. Kovacic and Jorginho, no Kante, which is the first problem there. Barkley, Mason Mount, and Pedro on the wings with Tammy Abraham up front. So, no Giroud, no Pulisic in the attack, too. Mason Mount, given his... I don't know if he has played before in the Premier League, but this is his main being a Chelsea player, Abraham too. It's, you looked at it and you're like, if United cannot beat this Chelsea team, then it's over for United. And at the end of the day, you kind of, you kind, you're kind of confused why Lampard picked this type of team in the first game of the season. Why didn't he put Pulisic instead of somebody like Mount? Like, oh. you should have just gone like straight up. like Yeah, 
played, played you. the strongest team. Yeah, but like, fucking against United, like, why would you try and bargain and say, let me test some things? You should have done that during preseason. I know your strongest exile, but... Yeah, that, that's the thing. Again, like, during, like, all these things, it's not even as if it was just normal fans that were confused. Even Chelsea fans were confused as to what Lampard was doing. And them, they've watched all preseason. So it's kind of it's kind of the type of thing that you're looking at it. And Chelsea fans, everybody's confused as to what type of lineup this is. And it showed at the end of the day that like United were able to win. When it comes to United lineup, that's the youngest lineup United have put out since God knows when. Like if you look at it, everywhere is young or youngish that player. That backline was solid, bro. Guy, let's let's talk about um Maguire and Wambisaka first. That, that back was solid. I've watched I've watched in a lot of Wambisaka a lot from last season and like clips preseason. Well, like I don't know that the guy was this solid. Like mm-hmm. nothing. The guy does not allow anything to pass him. Like is is it, it possible? It's kind of what that money, shall. like the money that was spent. It was is what it shall. Is what the money was it not 45 million? Like, if you could get somebody like him for 45 million, oh god, please give me any time anyway. Because well, he's reliable, he doesn't make that many mistakes for somebody that's such a young player, too. He doesn't have make it looking at the rest of the back four. We have Maguire, who was 85, it's 80 million, 80 million pounds solid as ever. Lindelof is one of my favorite players in the whole United squad. To him, solid. The only problem there is Luke Shaw. God, I don't understand that guy, man. He's so confusing. Like, wait, you didn't wait. What, what did you do? Man, I like Luke Shaw. Like, I don't know why people complain about him too much. Like, he's he's, he's, a un- he's, he's unreliable. Like, if you watch oh, yeah, the game, if you watch the game, if you watch the game last week. Um, not last week, last Sunday, he was making all those mistakes. He's just, almost of the things, most of the attacks Chelsea had is from them coming through his wing, and then all the other defenders will have to kind of support him. They'll play the ball to one side. You'll just see Emerson is left because, like, they all of them have got to shift to look short side. Emerson is one on one, and he'll and he'll shoot, hit the post, shoot the hell save. That's most of the way all the attacks were coming through the were coming through Luxor's wing because you know he was he was allowing them to do anything. Plus, I kind of pity him because like when the way we were playing with like Rashford and Marcia, both of them interchanging on the left hand side, they, nobody was coming, nobody was tracking back to support him. So at the end of the day, even though he made a lot of mistakes, you still kind of understand why he was so isolated yeah. when it comes to that type of thing. At the end of the day, Sha, if United can can continue with this, maybe I was a little bit too pessimistic in what I thought United could achieve this season, but we are we have to see. But you guys got to download. But you guys tried that much though. Even if I didn't really watch it fully, because yeah. I was out. But the update I was receiving was good. We played. Well, what I'll say is that we didn't play well in the first half. But like once we got that second goal, even though the third goal came like ninety-seven seconds after. But from the second goal to the end of the game, we played as well as we could have asked for to play. So that's basically what you would have hoped Bob, for in the starting game. What does best. I mean, that that's the thing. Again, to not not to go too long about United, we will end with Pogba. The thing about Pogba is. He, even though he's not playing well, he's the only person on the team that can produce one moment that will change the whole game. Even he can be playing badly for the for 75 minutes. In minute 76, all he needs is one pass to connect. Just one pass. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's it. The whole game has been changed. That's what people need to realize about Pogba. There'll be some games where everything he's doing is on points. Everything at that type of game, he look as if he's the best player ever. And there are some games that some things is that he's trying some things and none of it is coming off. But one, just give him one try. Let one be successful, and the whole game will be changed. That's it about United. Moving on to Chelsea before we go, they have a match tomorrow in the European <laughs> Super Cup versus Liverpool. What are we thinking about that? But I think, I think this time he's going to play like the strongest side. Like I heard, I heard, Kante, I heard Kante is injured. He he's not going no, to be able to start. Wow. I I, I think I saw I saw that this morning that he's not going to be able to start. Also, Nabiketa is injured, not going to be able to play. I think. But we saw what Liverpool did on Friday to Norwich. We saw what Man- what Chelsea got at United. What do you think is going to happen to them tomorrow in Super Cup? Ah, it's going to be tough. Ah, I think Liverpool should edge it. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be the same type of result, a beating like 4-3-0? Do you think it's going to be a tough game, 1-2-1, or two, one, all those type of games? It's going to be tough. Yeah. But I don't think Lampard, Lampard do not want to do the same mistake he made on flipping um, Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Liverpool against Norwich, they were, they, they showed some few glimpses of lapses as well. Though. Like, yeah. If their, defense, made, their defense wasn't, their defense was shaky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If defense counter them, they could have done something. Mm. So... Chelsea can be up to it tomorrow and then they can just behave the way they behaved on Sunday. So it depends on which team is up for it and wants to win a trophy at the end of the day. That's the thing. This forget about what they say about like community shield. This is like the first real trophy. This is the first one that you can actually call a trophy. Whatever community shield is, that's not a real trophy. This is a real trophy. So yeah, I think. I think Liverpool against maybe 2 0. I'll say 2 0. My Those, money is on Liverpool as well. I mean, the smart money is to bet on Liverpool. Nobody is going to do especially after what they saw from Chelsea. Nobody's going to talk about Chelsea. All right, moving on to the next match from this weekend Manchester City, Manchester City 5, West Ham 0. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I wasn't expecting that. I'm not even going to lie. Like 5 0. I was like, expecting it. I was, like, I was expecting it. My my prediction was three zero, but I was, I was not surprised one bit that they went up to five because like Man City are just good. They've got it to that level where they just know what to do. They are, nobody is re- nobody is learning what Pep wants them to do. Pep is just trying to fine tune it every week. Like they already know what he wants for them. They already know the system. They already know what everybody is going to do. It's just everything moving. Like. See, quick flow, like they know what to do and they get it done. Simple. Yeah, like, you know, this is like, where you, have, you have to win, and that's all, and that's it. And, and they don't that's, come out to less. That's the scary thing about like thinking about this, like the league in general when it comes to City, is that they are not, they have better players than everybody else, and they have a better system than everybody else. And when the system meets the players, that's like the perfect mix. It's going to be difficult for anybody to find a way to challenge them as long as they still have this combination of players, management, and manager. It's going to be tough. So, even the second team, God, God knows, like the beating for Man City, they can go up against anybody, sure. but yeah. I, I thought West Ham was actually going to put up a fight because they were at home as well. And I just, I, I was actually scared. I, I didn't know what to expect, to be fair. 
Because, right. I don't know. It was, well, it was easy at, at the end of the day. When that first goal entered, then I knew that this one's are going to chop it today. <laughs> let, me, let, me read, let me read Man City's bench from that match. Their bench, not even the players they started. Aguero, Gundogan, Otamendi, Bravo, Bernardo Silva, Juan Cancelo, and Phil Foden. That's just the bench. Can you, can you, can you like... Can you like see the type of oppression that is good that's happening to teams? Imagine you're you're a manager trying to prepare against City and you see the team sheet, you see who is starting, and then you're like, okay, okay, okay. And they see the bench, and even the bench players that are even on the bench coming to come on, they are better than all your players on your whole team. Isn't that already to get more alive? <laughs> but that's scary. Let's see what we can get from this game. Uh, Maybe we can reduce the score line. <laughs> let's see what we can get from this game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's from yeah is is deadly, and then Sterling a hat trick for him. He should have had he should have had his his well, he should have had more than what he had. He was sorry he got the hat trick. He could have had more if Aguero allowed him to take the penalty, the penalty that VAR did. In fact, there were two there were two situations that VAR did in this match. First. It disallowed a goal for Jesus because Sterling was offside because of his okay. armpits. That's been the most confusing thing I've ever seen in my life. They were really checking the armpits. I was like, "Wow!" What? They said, "They said, they said the reason why they want to do what they want to use VAR to to like do in the league is if the referee makes a clear and obvious error, they want to change it." I don't see how. Being two millimeters offside is so clear and <laughs> obvious that you're going to be able to change it. So people have argued that like offside is offside. I kind of agree that offside is offside, but also there is human error in everything. Whether it's the linesman looking at it or whether it's the as is the referee looking at the, the at the video. There's yeah. there's human error in everything. So try to tell me that like that millimeters is what is going to determine offside. I don't. I can't agree for that one. I, I can I can agree for the penalty. If somebody if somebody is inside the box, when somebody is taking the penalty, allow them to retake it. That one is clear and obvious. You're inside the box or you're outside the box. Your armpits being offside when they are kicking the ball. <laughs> nah, <laughs> guy, I was I got, that shook me, man. Like I was wondering. Uh, yeah, I just allowed it. Yeah, like that type of thing. If you it, like, if you cannot, if you cannot, like, say with your full chest, this is offside. This is because one. Think, of, think about the amount of things they have to see. When does when does Mares, I think, kick um, play the pass? That's one point. Where is Sterling exactly when the pass is passed? Where, pass where is made. yeah, where is the defender exactly? Where is the last part of Sterling's body that can that can actually play the ball? Where is the last part of the defender's body that can actually play the ball? Those are all things that you, that the referee has to look at. All those type of things. There's human error involved in every single thing there. So you can't just come and say categorically that this was offside when that amount of human error can be done. <laughs> it is what it is. What it is that like, they have to try and. But like, then I still kind of get the what they're saying that outside is offside, whatever, whether hand or legs. I understand so, offside is offside, but there's also there's also like the pictures that they showed for that for that Jesus goal especially. That is not enough to convince me that like you sh- you can change the decision. You understand what I mean? Like 
Yeah. You shouldn't be able to change the decision on something that close. It's too close. It's too close to be able to change the decision on. That's my own because like there's human error involved, basically. Man, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So on the West Ham point of view, they should just forget. This I don't even know what lineup that was. Like at some teams, I don't even understand. To be fair, I mean they have they have a decent squad, but I don't know why they're just playing like that that way. I, 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 I kind of don't blame them. There's nothing you can really do against City. Like, what do you want to do? They're they, they just better than you. Put up the fight now. Like, one team just sits back and be like, yo, Man City is definitely going to win. Like, they, I, 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 just, I, I disagree. I don't think they just sat back. I think they tried. But, like, at the point, you can't, like, just... it's, it's difficult to try when you don't have the ball. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, see, you see, they are the type of team that they are just going to say, okay, we have the ball, now we're going to keep the ball. You're not going to get the ball to do anything. And that's what they did to, that's what they did to, um, first time. Like, look, you look at the stats 57% possession to 43, 14 shots to five. Like, it was basically just them keeping the ball and having anything they needed to do. I think, I think West Ham started well. They had some things from their new signing, um, Hale, yeah, and like the people were people are getting impressed, but like at the end of the day, City's quality just shone through. What I think they need yes. to just forget this match ever happened and just prepare for next week as if next week is their first um, game of the season. But there was just one one corner in the game. What? Man City don't play. Man City's all Man City's type of shots are the type of shots that like. Is it that the goalkeeper saves it or is it in the back of the net? There's no type of shot that is that is going for corner. And West Ham didn't even have enough shots to even get enough corners. That's the type of thing. Um, block shots. Wait, I'm even trying to peep the start. That was it. Wow. <laughs> they really dealt with West Ham, man. Yeah. It's, it's like, West that Ham 14 should... goals at go goal attempts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nine shots on goal. God damn it. <laughs> Fabiaski. <laughs> uh, would have gone over and be like, wow. Hopefully, wow. you know, West Ham defenders in your FPL because. Hmm. Wow. Uh, God, my FPL this, for you. This, this, this week was smelly. But we go next week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to the next game Tottenham 3, Aston Villa 1. This was a weird game, honestly. Because, like, Tottenham did not play well for the long portion of the game. I honestly thought that they could have lost the game because of the way they were playing. It was, it was weird. West um, Aston Villa scored their first goal from, like, just Tyrone Minks pinging the lo- just a long ball. Whole of the Tottenham defence confused. Um, McGinn collected the ball, took one fake shot and slotted it past. In my mind, I was just like, oh, if Tottenham continue playing like this, it could be long for them. But they brought on Ericsson, and Ericsson changed the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> in, in second half, was it not t- 10 corners for Tottenham? Like, all-out attack, bro. Yeah. I was, I was listening to that match on radio. And the driver that was taking me was just shouting, Go! Oh! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy should calm down, man. But they, they still put it up at the end of the day, Shah. Tottenham had 31 shots in the whole match. 31 shots. Oh. 
61. He would have shown you. Most of their shots were long shots. They had a lot of long shots too in the match. But like it should have. It shows you how 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 they were how much they tried to to score that goal. At the end of the day, they won three one. But like if Ericsson doesn't ball out the way he balled out, because he changed the whole game for Tottenham. Honestly. Most of their players were, were not playing well. Sissoko had some some chances, especially one while he was right in front of the goal. He passed it to for a goal kick, for a throw-in. Right in front of the goal, he passed the ball for, for a throw-in. And Dombele was not playing well. Harry Winks was not playing well. Nobody was really playing well until Ericsson came on and changed the game. And I say that because, like, they want, they want to sell Ericsson because his contract is expiring next year. And if this, first, and if this match is to... It'd be an example to anything. They still need somebody like him, if not for him. Yeah, obviously, obviously Wait, when, they have when son? son played. Oh. Did he? he wow. I don't think he, he did, though. Play. He didn't play. I he didn't, it was Lucas and Lamela. Yeah, it was Lucas. Oh, and he wasn't even on, ba- wasn't on maybe, maybe he's injured and nobody knows, yeah. but still. They need they need a creative player like him. Obviously, they have Los Celso that is going to be playing for them soon. But like Ericsson is better than Los also at this point. We all know. I don't think there's any argument about that. No doubt. So do you he think offer him a new contract, man? That game showed that I don't think he wants to sign. I think he wants to go to Real Madrid or another team in Spain. I think he wants to leave. I don't think he wants to stay. That's why I think they would have probably offered him a new one if he was willing to stay. But like do you think? Do you think that if they get an offer, they should they should sell him without? Wow, now wow, they cannot even buy a replacement anymore. Do you think Lucelso is enough to fill in the gap they are going to get for Ericsson? No, they should keep. Does he really? I don't. Is Madrid really still chasing him? Because we, we've not had anything from them lately. I haven't heard. So I think we'll just it will just end up signing a new deal. Maybe you never for know. Because sure. they really need him, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Is is everything they 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 need him for everything? That's the type. That's the type of thing that to make. That's the type of thing that to make you desperate when you see how much you need a player. That's when you can offer him a lot, the money that that he wants. Maybe if if his money that he wants to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, that's true. hopefully leaves. So Tottenham are bad. So United can can get into top four easily. I. That's my prayer. Uh, Next match we're going to talk about. We're going to. I'm not going to talk about Arsenal yet. Well, let's talk about Leicester versus Wolves. This was a disappointment, honestly. But, but it was. But it was. I, I was. That draw was expected. I was really. I told one guy I wanted to ask him what he should put money on. I was just like, you should put on draw, man, because like. I, I was expecting that draw so bad. The draw did the, the draw did not surprise me honestly. I was expecting it to be a draw, but like I expected both teams to play better than they played. Wolves were kind of disappointing. They had a goal that was disallowed, but all in all, they were not as impressive as what I thought they would have been. Because remember last season, what they what would, what they were able to do was when they were away from home, they were able to play well against like the the big teams. Yeah, the top guys. Yeah, and like and like today and like not today on Sunday when they played Leicester, Leicester were really. I think Leicester played far better than than them. Leicester had seventy percent possession, fifteen shots, twelve corners, eighteen crosses. Like they just dominated Wolves, and it was kind of not what I was expecting in the match. 
and Leicester on their own, they have they have to take their chances better if they want to win this type of games. They had enough chances to clearly win the game versus a Wolves team that wasn't playing well on that day. It was it was a disappointing match just that in general. Was, that game was young, man. Yeah. I was just sleeping. But, yeah. And I had enough FPL players in the matches. I was paying attention because like I had I had Jota, I had um Ayose Perez, both of them both of them in my team that I was paying attention. I was just like, God, this if this is the way both teams are going to be playing, it might be long for my FPL this season. But hopefully Wolves starting from next two weeks because they play United on Monday. Starting from two weeks' time, they can start to show more of what they were showing. And Leicester, they should learn to take their chances well because they have good players in their team. They have Madison, they have Tillemans, they have Vardy. They have good players that can score goals in their team. They just need to be able to take their chances better than what they did on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Moving have, on. Like, all these creative players. That yeah. Do, and do, do something in a, in a blink of an eye. Yeah, so, and Brendan Rodgers... Brennan Rogers is the type of manager that like you want to have in that type of team, especially because like he's he wants to play attacking football. He he he's the type of manager that wants to play more attacking than defensive. You get what I mean? Yeah. So he can he can help them to do what they do, but they still have to take the chances that they create because like if they can't be having fourteen shots and not be able to score in the Premier League game because that's what teams want you to do. They want you to have all those shots and not and not score. They want you. You need yeah. to be able to take your chances more. That's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to Arsenal. Right now, one <laughs> zero. Arsenal one. Newcastle zero. This God, like you. You don't know how much I was praying that Arsenal would draw this match. Like. <laughs> like it was. It's the type of match that you are watching, and you are like, "This is the type of match that Arsenal will not play. Arsenal will not play well, and they will win." Arsenal, and then as the match was going on, the match was going on. I was going like, ah, "Arsenal might not win." Arsenal win, and then finally, Aubameyang crossed from midline. Now, Aubameyang in the box, left alone by the Newcastle defenders for him to finish. Eh. I don't know why they leave that guy alone. Like, leave him alone, and he punishes you. I, I kind of understand the way it happened because like the Newcastle were with the ball and they were like trying to move forward to attack and like it was like, a quick interception and when you intercept the ball that fast all your defenders are moving in the wrong direction you get what I mean and from mm-hmm. then it was just easy for, for them to do but really there's I didn't I don't think you have learned anything from Arsenal in this match because like it was the lineup they put out wasn't really what you expect to see in the next match, they had Rhys Nelson, they had Joe Willock, Mkhitaryan, Guendouzi, all these, like, all these guys, when the, when the real season starts, you expect to see guys like Torreira, um, um, Ceballos, Lacazette, Pepe, those are the people you expect to see in the lineup. Main guys. Yeah, so, I don't really take much from really? this. What yeah, are you saying? You know, like, yeah, I can't really, like, judge them on this game at all. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's impossible to judge them on this game, especially when you expect that most of the players that are going to play a lot of minutes for them, starting from next, starting from probably next week, and now did not play. So good for them that they were able to get a win without their main players. But all in all, I don't think there was much to take from this from this performance. 
But I just, I guess they kept well, the they, clean still, they still they still got the job done. Yeah, and they kept and they kept a clean sheet away from home, which is something that they were not able to do last last season, at least in at least towards the end of last season. They kept a clean sheet away from home. I know that would be good for Arsenal fans to have in their thing. But at the end of the day, it was just a whatever match to me. Judging Arsenal is going to start from next week. That's what I see. When the guys, when the real guys are ball playing. Yeah, when when their real players are, and and they play Burnley next game. So, hmm. I, and Tarkovsky. Uh, That'd be a tough game for them. Though. Talking about talking about Burnley, let's talk about Burnley right now. They beat. I think this has to be the most surprising match of. No, this isn't the most surprising match. The most surprising match is Brighton beating Watford 3-0 in Watford's house. But also, let's talk about Burnley. They beat Southampton 3-0. And it's not even much about it's not even much about Burnley. It's more about how bad Southampton actually are. I think people have this idea, especially me. I like I have this idea that once you mention Southampton, they're like a middle of the pack Premier League team. But like I think it's time for me to realize and everybody realize that Southampton are actually one of the worst teams in the whole league. Like, they are not good. That's what I think people need to realize, that they are not good. And and that people need to... They are are a team that has a high probability of getting relegated, probably in the 70% chance of getting relegated. That's the thing. People, People remember when they were good, but like... The thing, the thing, the hardest thing to know is when some is when people become go from being good to actually being really bad, and that's what Southampton are right now. They lost three zero to Burnley, and if you if you watch the match, I saw the extended highlights of the match. Burnley more or less were. It was easy for Burnley to play against them because like Burnley did what Burnley were going to do. They just sat. Southampton tried to attack them, didn't really work. Burnley got the ball more or less cross. Tapping, cross, go, cross, go. Easy for Burnley to score. Their defense was bad. Whatever Southampton were doing on defense was bad. And it's kind of what I saw from this weekend. If I was going to say I saw one thing is to wherever I thought Southampton were going to finish, if I didn't think they were going to get relegated, I should probably put them in the relegation battle right now because they are not a good team. I don't know what is Burnley, as we all know, it all starts from their defense, they are one but of they'll their... Still, they'll, still, they'll still end up pulling it up. Like, they'll Ooh, still Southampton. And, yeah, and still come, and stay awake. And stay I don't know, man. I don't know. If, if we're taking anything from this game, I'm not sure if if Southampton are going to be able to stay. Because, like, from all the teams I watched this this weekend, they are one of the worst in the league. Southampton as a team. I did... I did... I did, I did Pardon me, I didn't watch the match, so I didn't know how bad they were, but... I didn't watch the match, I watched the highlights, and they looked bad. Oh. <laughs> That's it. That you, know, good, eh? you know, if somebody looks bad in, in, in highlights, then you should probably know how bad they looked in the in the real game. Yeah. Talking about Burnley, their back, their back five, what else would you expect? They bought a, re- a repeaters from Stoke. They have Ben Me and Tarkovsky, Tarkovsky that they kept. And they had Luton on their on their right with Nick Pope in defense, and that's all you. That's if you know anything about Burnley is that they are they are going to have a solid 
defensive yeah. shape and they're going to sit back and they're going to counter you with with mm-hmm. long calls and that's all they did to Southampton. So nothing has changed for Burnley. Four four two. That's all they have. They're two strikers, Barnes and, and Wood. If you're, if you're thinking about Burnley, nothing has changed about them. The only difference now is that they don't have to think about Europa the same way they thought about it last year. They don't have to think about Europa. So Burnley are going to be one of those teams that you don't want to face, especially away from home, because they're going to frustrate you. Nah, and they're going to frustrate you too. So Burnley has Burnley will frustrate you. Their defense, that Bemi and Tarkowski, those guys. Sure. Who are they playing next? Aston. Aston might not win that game, oh. Loki. That's what I was trying to say. Aston are going to be frustrated, but you never know. Ozil might be back. We didn't even talk about Ozil that couldn't play because of security things. Hopefully, those are sorted out by the next match. Yeah, him and Kulasinat, both of them couldn't play because of security things. Hopefully, that's sorted out by the next match. But they play Burnley next. We'll talk about that when we do the preview, hopefully on Friday or Thursday, if Samuel or Dan want to even come. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll be around. <laughs> but they play them They play them next. We'll see what we do then. Next match to talk about, the most surprising, the most surprising result from this weekend to me was Brighton going to Watford's house and beating them 3-0. I wasn't expecting that to... I wasn't by far. I think when we did, when me and Dams did our predictions to predict the score, both of us said Watford were going to win. Dams said Watford were going to win 3-1 and I said Watford were going to win 2-0. Imagine the result now being 3-0 to Brighton and it even, looking at the stats, it even looked as if Watford were... Watford wide. Burnley had and um, Brighton had all the possession. Yeah, but, true. but apparently, if you've been paying attention to to Brighton, this shouldn't be surprising to you because their new manager, Graham Potter, I think his name is is people have talked about him as if he's one of the one of the good he's a pretty good manager, especially when it comes to playing good football and playing a better brand of football than what Brighton were doing before. So I think from what I've heard about him from other people, I think this season shouldn't have been surprising. But obviously, I didn't pay much much attention to what Brighton have done. And I sh- I'm going to start from now to see what they did. Because like, this, should, this, sh- this shouldn't have been much of a, as, much, as much as a surprise to me as it should have been, obviously. As it was, obviously. What for lost? Wow. Yeah. That was shocking. That, that was really shocking, man. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting it. I know. No, the shocking... The, the game that shocked me the most was... This flipping... Bournemouth and Sheffield United. Like, they scored against Bournemouth. Uh, what, how are you surprised that the match ended 1-1? How is that surprising to you? Like, Bournemouth could not be Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield United... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, obviously... The thing about Bournemouth, I thought they were going to beat them, obviously, yet because Bournemouth are a team that starts the Premier League fast. They usually get a lot of good results fast, and they and they try to and they like cool off towards the end. But for them not to beat Sheffield United at home, one and they drew one one is kind of an interesting result. But I don't think it's much of a surprise. This type of things happen in the Premier League all the time. You think a team is going to win, and it just ends up in a one one draw. So I don't know. What do you think was surprising there that they couldn't score more? Yeah, that they couldn't score more and they couldn't win the game. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Sheffield United, because they were in the championship, I don't maybe it's because you don't know much about them. They have a good def- they go have a good goalkeeper. That's all I know about them. Maybe they maybe Bournemouth should have scored more. Let's look at the stats. Let's see what happened. Bournemouth had thirteen. Bournemouth only had three shots on target, so it's not, as oh. if were, it's not as if they were peppering the goalkeeper with shots. They only had three shots on target out of their whole 13 shots, 10 shots off target. So, really, at the end of the day, did they even, did they even try enough to be able to score more? True. What, what, what were you about to say about United? No, like, there was one goalkeeper you guys loaned out. Yeah, Dean what Henderson. He's the, he's, the, yeah, he's the Sheffield United goalkeeper now, Dean Henderson. Oh, 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 he's pretty oh, good. Oh, oh. He was the best goalkeeper in the championship last year. So, and this, Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised then. I'm not surprised. I mean, he, they only had three shots on targets. Not as if he had, he had much to do too. So, Ten maybe, of target shots. Wow. Yeah. Who do Bournemouth play next? We'll see. They play Aston Villa next, so... Another another team that was just promoted. We'll see whether they have better luck scoring more goals about <laughs> for them next. Yeah. I think that wraps up our pre- our review. The only match a match we didn't touch on, I think it was the only one touch on was Palace and Everton. Honestly, yeah. that match was another boring game. Zero zero. No real, best, man. Yeah, no real attacks were there's nothing that was really I think Sigurdsson missed a chance early on that he took over the bar. Apart from that, I can't really remember anything. Zaha came on, but like he didn't really do anything. So there was nothing really to talk about that match. Honestly, it was boring as it should the line be. Up, the lineup even looks boring and dead. Which yeah, who's line? All the players that they bought Everton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever. They, got, Delph is even injured, yeah, yeah, Delph is injured. They brought on, they brought on um, Keen and they brought on Bamin. So they brought on their two players. Obviously, um, the right back that they signed, what's his name from Monaco? Can't remember his name right now. He, he, CDB. Yes, yeah, CDB. He's not. He didn't. He wasn't on the bench. So he didn't make it. Yeah. So. Okay, and Iwobi was not signed in time to play. So next week, maybe they have more of their signings on the pitch, and um, hopefully their next game is. Playing next week, yeah. They're playing Watford, so that should be another interesting oh, game. Wow. Okay. That should be another interesting game. We'll talk about that That's when we talk point. about the preview. When we talk about our preview for next week, that wraps up our review of all the matches. I'm going to ask you one question now. What did you, what was your biggest takeaway from all the matches this weekend? If you if I was to ask you one thing, what was your biggest takeaway from the weekend matches? Sterling's hat trick. Sterling's hat trick, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, to me, that's just a normal thing for Sterling now. I don't even see that as him doing. It's true, like a that's big like no. Yeah. That's because they are of him, man. But now we're scoring against Liverpool. Liverpool's de- yeah, that was kind of surprising too, but ah. Uh, to like, me, Sha, would have kept them to cook like a clean sheet, but yeah. I think my 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 most surprising thing was that all those all the teams that like people are saying were going to come into the top six, the Leicester, the Watford, the Everton, all those type of teams, none of them won this weekend. All of them didn't win, so that's yeah, already yeah, yeah, an advantage like, for them. Look, mm, yeah. 
But, but they'll still come back. It's just like yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a long season. This is just the first game week. Yeah. By the time we give the by time we give this 13 or 14 game weeks, we'll see what really is going to how the season is going to shape up. At this point, United are second, and we don't expect United to stay second for for much longer. So we'll and see. You what don't believe in your team. <laughs> I, it's not that I do not believe. It's that I am real in what I believe about it. I'm not just going to believe without thinking. You get what I mean? True, sure, true. Uh, so, do you have any <laughs> other thing to add? How many FPL yeah. points do you get this week? Guys, yeah, I got 65. Let me go, let me pull up. Let me pull up the off the top FPL league. If you're not in the league, better join the league now. You, Yo, I'm there. Check I'm the position. <laughs> oh God! Right now, <laughs> in my own league, I am 19th in the league. Can you imagine? Hmm. I'm 19. Dams is 12. Dams got 85. I got 82. Let me look. Oh, yeah, you're 19. I am flipping 48. That's, that's nice. That's nice. I'm 48 with 63 points. Yeah, that's you're 48 with 63. Who is at the top of the league? Is Oluwashegu Kuye with 95 points. He has... 95. Yeah. This guy, like, these FPL guys need to fix their, their app, yo. The app is still acting up, true. Yeah, like it's showing oh, me. Uh, like they should fix, uh, fix your league, please. But yes, uh, that's all we have for this week. Join the FPL league. Look for the code. Go on Twitter the, at the off the top pod with an underscore at the end for the league. That way you can join the league. Winner gets whatever. Remember, <laughs> winner gets something. We don't know yet. Maybe it's nothing. Know join the league, please. <laughs> Damn! Um, prove yourself. Prove yourself. Exactly. We not get bragging rights that you're the best in the league. So that's all you get. Sorry. <laughs> Damn's promise that for the for our results prediction thing that we did last for the preview. Damn's beats me. Damn's got five points. I got four points. Summer was on zero because summer no summer was on one because summer didn't show up or three. What do we give everybody for the Liverpool match? Three. So Damn's is actually on eight. And I'm on seven. Someone is on three. Dam said whoever wins is going to get FIFA 21. So, yeah, now we are talking. <laughs> wow, uh, you guys. Are... Yeah, I'm going to get this one. This, 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 this is this week is my week. This, yeah, hopefully, I. That wraps up another episode of the of the top pod. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to. If you like what you heard, remember to leave a five-star review telling us what you liked. If you hated what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review. Tell us what you know like about it and we'll try to change. Maybe. Yeah, we'll make a difference. Maybe. But at the end of the day, thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>